things like um, just being able to be on the Mackinac Bridge. This five-mile expanse was the longest suspension bridge in the world for nearly 50 years. It's been up for more than 60 years now. They, they said it couldn't be built, and this kind of unique never-give-up um, you know, imagination of Michiganders brought it together and they, they, they literally brought the state together, the lower and the upper peninsula. Um, I think that's pretty cool. And so then when you're on that bridge, you're crossing that bridge. And if you're like me, you're having problems keeping your eyes forward because the beauty, you see Mackinac Bridge to the east, you see this kind of stretch of like a Pelago Islands to the west, uh, at least on the UPN. Uh, what you don't know is on the, the lower peninsula side, just to the west, is this little dark sky area, which is an official international dark sky area. There's a little lighthouse there that's been there for 100 years. And now you can go there. You can stay overnight there. In the middle of the night, you can go out. You can, you can see a million stars. And if you're lucky on that night, you can see the northern lights. From cave drawings to family histories to stories around the fire, humans crave order among chaos, connection amid isolation. So we tell stories. Our mission at the Storytellers Network is to bring the art of story to the masses. Whether you're in marketing, you're an entrepreneur, or you're developing your own personal brand, telling your story effectively can make the difference between celebrating milestones and collecting unemployment. The Storytellers Network strives to help storytellers tell their stories so you can learn from the best. Now, your host, Dan Moyle. Welcome back to the Storytellers Network podcast. So glad you're joining me today. I get to dive into something really close to my heart, uh, my home state. So I'm excited to bring you today's guest. He's a great storyteller. Before we start there, just a real quick reminder, the website has all the information you need, thestorytellersnetwork.com resources to help you tell a story better, past episodes to inspire you to tell a story better, uh, a ton of stuff on the website, how to contact me if you want to. So send me an email and tell me what you love about the show. That's all at thestorytellersnetwork.com. So today's guest is Dave Lorenz. And Dave is the guy behind Pure Michigan. Uh, it's from Travel Michigan, which is a part of the MEDC. Uh, Michigan.org is where you can go for it. But Pure Michigan, uh, so many people know it. It's the hashtag on all social media. Uh, Tim Allen does the radio ads. You see it on billboards all around our, our state and beyond. And so Dave talks today about storytelling from a travel perspective, from a business perspective, and from him personally too, and why he loves Pure Michigan and what it takes to tell a better story. So I'm very excited to get to Dave's stories. So without further ado, Let's get there. Well, welcome to the Storytellers Network. Dave, appreciate you making time to, to give listeners a little something from Pure Michigan, my friend. Happy to be here. Uh, you know, it's always fun to talk about what we get to do every day, and that is sell the great state of Michigan. It really is a really special place. <laughs> Absolutely. And the fact that, um, you know, we have four seasons. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, weather that would fit anybody's needs, and sometimes nobody's needs. <laughs> and, and, and the fact that we have, uh, you know, fresh water everywhere, 11,000 inland lakes. We're never more than five miles away from a major lake or stream. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we really are in paradise. Uh, at least I can say that because I love winter. Not a lot of people <laughs> are in that position. I used to love winter a whole lot more when I actually got out and enjoyed it. Yeah. But over the years, I don't ski as much or anything else. So now it's more like that cold, dark period between motorcycle rides. <laughs> 
But well, it's isn't still, that true? Well, and so there's good. the problem is that a lot of people don't even attempt. At least you tried to have a good time. And that's right. A lot of people don't even get out in winter and, and you know, just do it, as they say. And the fact is, uh, you don't have to be a snowmobiler. You don't have to be an ice climber, a downhill skier, or any of those things. All you have to do is have the right attitude. That's right. And uh, wear the right number layers of clothing, and you're going to have a great deal of fun in pure Michigan. It's just the way it is. Any time of the year, really, that's the story. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, I mean, even even not being a skier anymore, a snowmobiler, I can go out and enjoy that. And I love going to, like, Lake Michigan. So I'm, I'm in yeah. southwest Michigan, so Lake Michigan is really close. Mm-hmm. And going and seeing just the the amazing beauty that that is, or even seeing the photographs from some of my friends when they go to South Haven or Grand Haven or you know St. Joe, my gosh, it's incredible. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I love- yeah, I'm I'm less than a mile off Lake Michigan, and uh, you know I think the older I get, the more I realize it's the simple things in life. You don't have to have the really fancy, expensive resorts to have a great deal of fun or to really feel like you're connected with your family and friends. If you just go out and find a beautiful place, like uh, on the beautiful shorelines of one of our lake shores, mm-hmm. uh, with your your friends and family, and you know, in our case, with our dog, it changes your life if you allow it to change your attitude, and, and that is the story of travel all around the country, all around the world. Yeah. Travel and tourism can change your life if you only allow it to. And what you said too, Dave, about story changing your life. So that's obviously what we're talking about here. And in, in, in this season of business storytellers, you're a storyteller that focuses on the business of travel. Mm-hmm. Is that what you always kind of pictured yourself doing? Have you always been a storyteller, first of all? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I really didn't. Um, you know, storytelling to some degree is sales. So it's kind of sales work, right? You're you're sometimes just sharing uh, a part of your life with somebody and maybe trying to um, help somebody else understand how their life can be just as enriching and and satisfying as yours. Uh, But other times you're really trying to encourage people in our case to come to Pure Michigan and, and get a sample of what we get to enjoy every day. We get to live, work and play here. Um, So there's a bit of that sales element, but um, I, I don't think it really occurred to me that I'm, in effect, a storyteller until just a few years ago, uh, I was actually doing an interview like this and we were talking about what really moves me as an individual and why I love doing what I do. And just telling that story, it just kind of hit me as like, you know, we're, we're just telling stories, aren't we? And, and that's our job. We are storytellers. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to encourage people to just maybe have a new chapter in their life and then go around and see where that might lead them because life is too short <laughs> and you never know. You literally never know when, you know, your, your, your ticker might stop ticking. And so why not live your life fully with purpose and with passion really? And, and that doesn't just mean doing what you work or being at church or being with your family or whatever. It really means everyday life you can enjoy whether you're cleaning up garbage uh, somewhere or whether you're skiing on Lake Michigan, you can choose to really live your life fully. And so that's kind of how it just kind of occurred to me one day. I guess I'm a storyteller, aren't I? You are. <laughs> and I could just sit and listen to you tell stories. So, yeah. um, so it's awesome. Uh, so when, when you talk about the storytelling for Michigan and, and what, what, something that triggered it for me was when you were saying that I thought, man, not only do you tell stories, you personally, Dave Lorenz, but also 
in pure Michigan, you guys tell stories in so many different ways, whether it's yeah. uh, the Instagram stories that you use and all these different ways. And, and, and for listeners, uh, I, I heard, I saw David, Dave speak at the American Marketing Association, uh, an event in Southwest Michigan. And, and Dave, you shared so many things that you guys have done over the years. So, you know, billboards, and I, I'm not always a fan of billboards, yeah, but, the but the permission ones I love, like yeah. it's beautiful, you know, that tells a story. Um, you've got the radio spots with Tim Allen and his, his voice. I mean, you know, Buzz Lightyear for crying out loud, right? Mm-hmm. Like he tells stories, the, the Instagram things that you shared, how, how do you, gosh, how do you do that? I mean, there's so many different ways that you do it. You must have a team of a hundred people doing this. How yeah, do you guys? <laughs> so, you know, so first off, you know, kind of the, the people behind the scene, you know, I, I, I get so much credit for pure Michigan and I just don't deserve it. I'll take it, you know, all day. But, um, you know, we have a small little team of 10 people at Travel Michigan we have a, you know, a business unit of the Michigan Economic Development Corporation in Lansing in the capital. And so our job is to do, um, you know, this economic development role of encouraging people to travel here when they travel. They have a great deal of fun, but they also spend a great deal of money. So they retain and build jobs and they, they pay for things, which, of course, means that the state's getting in sales taxes and all. So we help to pay for schools and roads and all those things. So that's the business end. But we also work with some really good marketers. McCann Erickson is our, our agency of record for advertising and Weber Shandwick and public relations. And the thing is, we said years ago when we put this campaign together that we need people to be working on this who really believe what we're going to be selling, really believe in the product, so to speak. Because you can be a good marketer, you can be a good advertising person, good salesperson and all. But I believe if you don't really believe in that product, if you don't, if you don't believe in Michigan in our case, if you don't believe that it's this really wonderful place to live, work and play, then you don't, you don't belong in our team. You actually you don't deserve to be on our team because, because you're, not, you're not thinking right. <laughs> we, we, so that's, that's really where it all starts. I think that you really have to feel it emotionally deep down in your heart if you're going to really sell it. Because I would just feel like I'm lying if I was, I was pitching another state. I, I had an opportunity a couple of years ago to become a travel director of another state. And uh, I considered it. I thought, well, okay, maybe, you know, maybe the time's right. And uh, it came right down to the day before I was told they're going to offer me the job. And I called them up and I said, you know, I've been thinking about it. It just doesn't seem right because I'm a Michigan guy. I'm a Michigander. I, it's who I am. And uh, I just don't think I'd be able to sell another place, another destination in the way that I do here because I really believe in it. Is that indicative of being a good storyteller that you really have to believe in your story? I personally think so, at least for me. Now, I've certainly met uh, really good actors and performers, and somebody like Tim Allen, for instance, he is a, he's an exceptional performer. Somebody like Jeff Daniels lives in the Ann Arbor area. Exceptional performer. And, you know, they're so good, I bet they could sell just about anything in their performances. But if you, if you listen to Tim, to his voice, when he's doing a Pure Michigan ad, there is something different about his voice. Um, and it's more than just a very super talented, really super smart, really funny guy. It's the fact that he really believes in what he's selling. 
You know, that's the thing. So when you're talking about uh, Michigan and about beautiful places like Traverse City, you mentioned some of the, the lakeshore communities mm-hmm. or some place that's really interesting that's gone through very difficult times and now it's coming back like a Detroit or a Flint. Mm-hmm. Both, both of these towns are coming back in different levels, but are really interesting, cool places to visit. But you've got to know it and you've got to believe it, I think, before you can really sell it. I, I suppose maybe some people are just really good at it. You know, kind of sell them in their case, but that's just not me. You were going to say BSing, right? <laughs> I was. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I came that close. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. That's what my dad, I think I've been a storyteller my whole life because my dad used to say, if you can't dazzle them with your brilliance, baffle them with your bullshit. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I kind of took it to heart, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's true, though. Well, I, I mean, think it's the brilliance here. That's it's, right. That's, I mean. that's right. <laughs> but but I do think, uh, Dave, I agree with you. I think you kind of have to really believe in your story. Even those actors, you know, Jeff Daniels and, and Tim Allen and, and other, you know, great mm-hmm. actors, they believe in the story in some way to be able to, to live it. And, and I feel the same way as, as a marketer. I really kind of, you know, I couldn't go market something that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Really hard. I, I guess I could, but I just, it, it wouldn't bring me that fulfillment. And it sounds like Pure Michigan gives you that fulfillment, which I'm, I'm grateful yeah. for. Yeah. So. It, it does. And, you know, I was in radio for 14 years and I've, I've done advertising for a lot of different products and, and companies and such. And I never got to that point where I could say, hey, I'm not going to do that product because I don't believe in it. You know, I never I wasn't very good. So I just couldn't get there. Uh, but I really respect, you know, the really super talented announcers that are out there in radio, especially but TV as well. When they get to the point where they say, no, I'm not going to do that product because I don't believe in it. Um, and then you can really kind of feel it when they are selling the products. Um, I, I, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's one of the beauties of podcasting too, is I, I listen to a couple of shows. One of them is the Jordan Harbinger show and Jordan, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he just rolls right into his, his ad reads and he really believes it. You can tell. So when that happens, it is magic. And, and I, and I well, feel that from Tim. So. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, um, seriously, if you look at the state of Michigan, um, it's a place that will inspire you to really appreciate life, uh, whatever stage you're in, wherever you're from, because um, here we are with this manufacturing state. Uh, We were the, I mean, we were one of the top states in the nation, economically speaking, with one of the biggest cities in the country, maybe in the world, that was just thriving, you know, in the 1950s and such, and and manufacturing ruled, and the auto companies ruled the world, you know, and then the world economy changed, and this state that was really proud of itself and, and, and really invested everything into manufacturing, it all fell apart, and it fell apart pretty fast. And I remember when I was a young guy getting out of college, all my friends just wanted to leave. And even back then, I just thought, well, why, you know, come on, let's, let's kind of, Hey, this is our state. Let's fight for it. This is worth fighting for, you know? And, um, and I remember there was a a billboard actually near where you live um, just before you leave Chicago. And it was in the newspaper and it just said, last one to leave, turn off the lights. And um, you know, that, that, I kind of get emotional about it because that really hit me. Even as a young guy, I thought, well, you know, I just, I guess I'm too competitive to give up. And I wanted to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. And so now we kind of move forward to where we are today, where there's a, you know, it's a world economy. Everything's changed. We have gone through really difficult times as a state. And I, and I think it, you know, for us, at least in the travel world, 
but I think in a lot of other ways, about uh, 12, 13, maybe 14 years ago, when we ever, whenever we started really getting serious about developing Pure Michigan as a brand and telling our story to the world, uh, I think that was really, for a lot of us, it was the beginning of, co- of the comeback for Michigan in a lot of ways. And of course, there were, you know, so many people invested in so many different ways, the, the you know, the people with big money and, 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 and they finally kind of got to the point where they said, okay, we're going to invest in the state because, you know, the time's right. But I think there were more of us kind of at the grassroots level that, that just realized that we were tired of being in this low spot. We were going to be part of the solution. So I was thrilled to leave a very good company. I used to work for the Meyer Corporation. It's a big uh, retailer based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, spectacular uh, retailer. I think the best in what they do in the country. And so I, I was told that this managing director's job at Travel Michigan was available. And I thought, I travel? What am I? I'm not a travel guy. <laughs> um, and, I, and I started to, to look at the, uh, the resume. And I thought, well, I mean, I consider myself a travel guy, but this job was made for me. <laughs> and I have I've got to go check it out. And what do you know? They hired me. So then I, you know, realized, well, gee, I, I have, what am I going to do about this? How am I going to really help sell the state of Michigan? And I think partially because of, um, you know, my, my real love for the state and because uh, I, I am a storyteller, I've been able to kind of tell these stories about why Michigan is special for people to travel here, uh, maybe to live here, maybe to go to school here or to invest here or to move your company here. And I think, you know, to a small degree, I and our program to a much greater degree have made a difference in this state. We've helped to remind people that this state is worth fighting for, that we have so much to be proud of, uh, more so than our sports teams. And, you know, some of our sports teams, we don't have much to be proud of, but others, we certainly do. And you know what? A little bit of us realizes one of these days, those other teams are going to be great again as well. So never give up, never surrender. That's right. I just, I just went uh, last night as we're recording this last night, I went to the, the Russian five movie about the Detroit Red Wings. Oh yeah. Wow. Those were the years, man. Right. And to see the struggle that you're talking about, go from those fifties and sixties into the seventies, mm-hmm. eighties and into the nineties. And it's like, come on, come on. And we finally came out of it just for the Red Wings themselves. But then mm-hmm. now our, our comeback across the state is, is incredible. So um, well, you know, there, there's so many uh, ways that you can look at sports and metaphors and, and connections and you look at that. I mean, those are little, little mini stories of life. Uh, we just happen to kind of see them as sports uh, conflicts and competition, but, but life is like that. Um, you have your really good times, you have your really bad times, and you just need to decide you're going to be, which side you're going to be on. You're going to be part of the, the solution or part of the problem. And uh, luckily, I think many people in Michigan years ago said, we're going to be part of the solution. It's all coming together and it continues to, I mean, everything's got ups and downs, but I think we are in a big up right now. And I think we're going to continue to, even though we hear a lot about the economy softening and such right now. Uh, You know, I think we'll continue to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and a big part of that, again, is telling those stories. Uh, They, they connect us, they move us, they bring people here. They, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And, And to hear the story, about the Detroit Renaissance with companies like Shinola. Like, you know, I love, I've got my own little Shinola watch there. I love. Oh, fantastic. Like just a great. So, so what do you love Mm. about all these stories you get to tell? What's, what is so powerful about storytelling for you? Well, first off, it has to be the truth. Um, You know, for, for what we do for advertising a place or a product, 
It has to be the truth from your perspective, I believe. So um, that's, that's number one. Number two is you need to know what that product is. You need to know what the real story, the, the emotional connection that in our case that place has with people or could have with people if they come here. So we did early on, uh, 12, 13, 14 years ago, we did a lot of brand discovery, they call it. We asked a lot of people. We had all these, these conversations in the industry. We brought people together and basically said, so what is Michigan to you? And after, I mean, a year, year and a half, two years, I think, of these conversations, if I remember correctly, um, we, we kind of came up with a kind of a summary. And that was that for people who know Michigan, they realize that Michigan is this place with abundant natural beauty. I mean, millions of acres of forest, 11,000 inland lakes, four of the five Great Lakes, fresh water everywhere. We're people of the water. We're, we're on it, under it, you know, near it. You know, it's just everywhere. Uh, we also realize that uh, Michigan is a place that offers authentic experiences, authentic destinations. You mentioned Detroit, someplace like Motown, Hitsville, USA. Uh, this is where real. This is where Motown music happened. But something even more important happened than the, the development and the success of a new genre of music, and that was Barry Gordy and Smokey Robinson and all those folks. They came together at a time, mostly African Americans, at a time when when racial prejudice was was just you know horribly uh, everywhere, uh, especially in the South, and they. Um, they opened up the eyes of a lot of white people uh, that black people are cool and are just like us. You know, that story. Mm-hmm. And they brought us together. In fact, Smokey Robinson, he tells some great stories about how when they were just getting started, um, you know, they would do these these tours down south can you imagine and then as they were performing you know there'd be the white kids on one side of the room and then the black kids on the other side of the room and then they would just start singing along and then Smokey says after a while you'd see they'd be mixing before you announce they'd be dancing you'd be all together probably was not too accepted back then down south but you know that's what they did so it was much more than just music they were bringing people together and that's what we do in the travel industry today we bring people together so um, you know abundant natural beauty authentic destinations with real stories to tell and friendly people. And I think that's true. Uh, you know, it's, it seems a little weird to say we're friendly here. It just seems a little, you know, pompous, I guess. But uh, every time I have friends come from other States, especially when I have friends come from other places in the world, great thing about this job, I get to meet people all over the world is uh, they come here, they experience what we have, they love it. And the one thing, Every single one of my guests and friends have said how friendly people are because I hate to say it, but people don't outwardly express their friendly nature everywhere. That's true. And, you know, here in the Midwest, in the Great Lakes area, it's just part of our nature. It's part of our culture. And I think just like some of the places down south, you know, that real hospitable, friendly feel that you feel sometimes. We're like that here, too. Not to say other places aren't friendly, but it's what we always hear. So, Abundant natural beauty, authentic destinations, um, I think unique experiences too, and friendly people. That's really the story of Pure Michigan. And so we were able to kind of identify that, um, and then at the same time, kind of catalog the places and things that really differentiate us 
from the rest of the country, the rest of the world. You know, you know things like um, just being able to be on the Mackinac Bridge. This oh, yeah. five-mile expanse was the longest suspension bridge in the world for nearly 50 years. It's been up for more than 60 years now. They, they said it couldn't be built, and this kind of unique, never-give-up, um, you know, imagination of Michiganders brought it together, and they, they, they literally brought the state together, the lower and the upper peninsula. Um, I think that's pretty cool. And so then when you're on that bridge, you're crossing that bridge, and if you're like me, you're having problems keeping your eyes forward because the beauty, you see Mackinac Bridge to the east, you see this kind of stretch of like a Pelago Islands to the west, uh, at least on the UPN. Uh, what you don't know is on the, the lower peninsula side, just to the west, is this little dark sky area, which is an official international dark sky area. There's a little lighthouse there that's been there for 100 years. And now you can go there, you can stay overnight there. And in the middle of the night, you can go out, you can see a million stars. And if you're lucky on that night, you can see the northern lights. I mean, that's pretty cool. How many places in the world can you count on that? It's right. pretty neat. And we get to live right here every day. I mean, my gosh, you know, seriously, how lucky are we? Absolutely. Uh, so one of the things that I heard you say in there was, to me anyway, it takes a while to develop your story. You spent almost two years asking these questions, hearing about what makes Michigan a, a place to go. So mm -hmm. so does it safe to say then that when telling your story, it, it just might take a while to get there and that's okay? Yeah, because you really have to discover it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, every place has a story to tell, right? Every place, every product might have a story to tell too, but let's just treat it as destinations. Every place has a story to tell and every place can't be like Michigan, um, we actually hear quite often, um, because they're themselves, you know, they're their unique place. Every so often, in fact, I just got a letter from a lieutenant governor from another state. He's a big fan of our program, and I won't tell you which state because it's a bit embarrassing. But, um, and he's kind of going on and on about how much he, he loves the Pure Michigan campaign. He's told our lieutenant governor, so I'd heard about it before. Um, but, um, you know, and he literally told his travel director, who told me uh, that he wanted to have a pure Michigan campaign. I said, well, you can't have a pure Michigan campaign because you're not Michigan. That's right. But what you can do is discover who you are. And I think that's the, that's the big mistake marketers make, I think, is that they don't really know who they are first, destination marketers. They just go out there and say, okay, we have this. We have wonderful hotels and we have nice beaches and we have you know, you know, this and that, but it's not about the stuff. It's about the, what, what really is there? You know, what's the, what's the essence of that community that emotionally connects people to the place. Mm. And, um, and every place is different. Um, and I think some States have really figured that out, you know, and some destinations like Vegas, you know, everybody's heard, you know, um, what happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas. And mm -hmm. so that, that truly, if you think about it, that's the essence of that experience, right? right. Uh, they're not trying to hide from it. They realize who they are and they boldly go forward. Um, uh, and then there are the others, the, you know, the, I love New York is, you know, one of the best campaigns in travel industry. And, and they were able to kind of touch on this pride. I think mostly New York city uh, that everybody's proud of. I mean, all Americans, I think are proud of New York city is the big apple, you know, 
and, and you know, the financial capital of the world, so to speak, and, and all that. So they've understood what the essence of their brand is, and then they've been able to communicate it well, sometimes very succinctly and very, very cleanly, like those, those examples I've, I've given. And what we've tried to do is really use Pure Michigan as a statement that, that sums it up for us. And I will tell you, Pure Michigan to you is very likely very different than Pure Michigan to me. Because you might be thinking, a, you know, what is, what is so neat and so cool and so connecting about Michigan to you is going to be different than it is for me. And that's okay. We deliberately wanted to allow people to say, yeah, this is pure Michigan because fill in the blank. As long as it's real, um, authentic, true, then it is, um, it is what it is to those people. And everybody can still be proud of, whether, proud of that, uh, that, that connection and, and what that brand is, whether they live here or whether they're just visiting here. And we always like to have people come into the state and become brand ambassadors. Mm -hmm. So when they come here, they leave, they go back home and they say, wow, you know what? I was expecting, you know, this and that. I thought I'd have a good time, but I had no idea. I had no idea that this might have changed their life in a certain way. Mm -hmm. That's what a travel experience can do and should do, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That your, your customer becomes your best marketer at that point, word of mouth, yeah. right? That's right. Well, and if you can get if you can get other people to be uh, spreading the word about you, this word of mouth, um, it, man, you, you they always the old the old term you can't buy that. Well, maybe you can buy it, but you can't afford it right. uh, because I mean that is something that can spread around the world like fire. Um, it can get everywhere, um, and frankly, it has for us. I mean, we've been active in um, the UK, Ireland, Germany. Austria, Switzerland. We have active programs there. Same thing in Canada, especially Ontario, Ottawa and such. Um, and we've for about three years, four years, been actively promoting in China. And I'll tell you, the, the one thing I've noticed about our Chinese friends, and I've, I've grown to know so many people in China. First off, they love America. They love Americans. Um, you know, they may not be able to really talk about that much with the political climate and all, uh, but they do. And I think there's a, a belief that China wants to beat America at our game. I can tell you the Chinese people want to be like Americans and they want to experience a place like Michigan. Hmm. So that's really, really, I've really come to understand that. And the fact that the people on the big East coast cities, Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, Shenzhen, all those, you know, huge cities that are bigger than, you know, the population of multiple States here, the fact that they're so polluted that they dream about being able to see the stars in a, in a beautiful dark sky area like you can in Michigan. It's a, it's a lifetime bucket list to see the Northern Lights for them. Hmm. And here it is right in our backyard. So I, I guess I just hope what we do is we help uh, people to appreciate what we have here every day and that that appreciation then um, engenders a sense of pride and commitment and a desire to make this place even better. Mm. That's my goal with Pure Michigan. Uh, and that sounds like you're hitting it. We are hitting it. The team is right. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I like, I like thinking about myself as a little bit of an ambassador as that as, as well, mm. you know, um, you are, I like sharing those stories. So, so in that vein, I like sharing using the hashtag Pure Michigan. 
Uh, but occasionally I use it to kind of complain a little bit. Yeah, winter, winter. Winter. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's fun. It is. It's and a little bit, Michigan. Right. <laughs> a little satirical potholes, pure Michigan. But um, that's but the my, big one. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. But the, my question for you, Dave, though, is like, so, so using that hashtag of pure Michigan, uh, you've allowed. I mean, not that you can stop it, but other we all we all use it in some way. <clears throat> How do you, as the brand person, let that go and say, yeah, use it? You know, and, and, and you, you, you embrace it, I, I see. How do you talk yourself through that and let that go? Yeah, you know, when social media came into play, um, remember, I'm a, getting to be one of those old guys. So um, <laughs> when I first got into this business so many years ago, there were five mediums, radio, TV, print, outdoor, direct mail. That was about it, really. And, um, and I was actually in radio at the time, back in, you know, 1980, when I, I got out of college. And um, went into radio and we thought it was so tough because here we were trying to tell people what we wanted them to buy and all that. And we would tell them these stories, these little stories called commercials usually, but we'd tell them stories, right? And we would say, Hey, you should buy this product because you know, this will, it's good for you in this way and that way and whatever. And we just didn't have any understanding and how easy it was then <laughs> compared to today. Then the internet came around, social media came around and now we just want to be part of the conversation. We want to make sure that it doesn't go awry and that people don't, you know, needlessly, carelessly, or falsely, I think, get be too negative about us and our brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like politics. You know, politics is insane today. You can't believe half of what you hear. Right. Um, and, and, and I think the politicians have actually caused that to happen, but they've let these stories go awry and social media is responsible because that's that's the way that everybody today as a reporter a critic an analyst an editor um and too often a critic and i think too often uh you know people are critical um without having really the the facts behind that position so it was very difficult for us when we first, we were one of the first states to really start a social media campaign uh, to get involved with Twitter. I think that was our first platform we did. And then Facebook and then we got into Instagram and Pinterest and you name it uh, out there with everything. And uh, Pure Michigan is like one of the top around the, the country to use social media today because what we found is we had to give up a little control of our brand in order to allow our brand ambassadors to say these things and to tell their stories from their perspective. And we had to have faith that, that this place is what we thought it was and what we think it is. And that we would have enough people out there to kind of overwhelm the really super negative people uh, with, with their stories. They're mostly positive stories. And don't get me wrong, we know we're not perfect. We've got a lot of problems. We're a big state. We've got big problems. We have big cities with big problems. It's the way it is. But we just felt that if we would kind of try to, you know, take our hands off the wheel a little bit and let other people do the driving with our brand, we could trust them. And it turns out we were right. Um, you know, that we have enough supporters out there that, uh, right or wrong, when there are negative comments made, that typically uh, people 
uh, will come to our rescue and support us. Maybe sometimes when we don't even deserve it, they'll still be out there, you know, and that's okay with me. Well, I think that's a true mark of a, a quality brand. I mean, I think of our state as a brand in that sense, but it's a, the mark of a quality brand. We may not be perfect, but we sure try hard. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, I, I think people who expect perfection out of any, any product uh, are just, you know, crazy. Um, um, it, it's, it's just not practical. And, and the thing is, uh, we realize our, our imperfections. You mentioned our roads. We know we have road problems. You know, we're in this, we're in a kind of a unique setting of a four season state, you know, we're right in the middle of the Great Lakes area. I don't know if that has something to do with our crumbling roads. We certainly, because of manufacturing, we have a lot of very heavy trucks out there that are beaten away and, bad, you know, just banging up the roads all the time. And we, I don't think we for years didn't get serious about, uh, you know, financing infrastructure projects. We're not alone. And that's the thing. Michiganders think that we're the only ones with bad roads. We're not. We're just taking it seriously and trying to find ways to, to fund it today like we're trying to take care of other infrastructure problems, power and water and everything else. This is a problem around the world, not just here. And, um, and I, I'm just happy that we're looking at it, at least trying to come up with solutions. I think that's part of the Michigan story, that, that we realize we're not perfect and we just want to get better at, at who we are and what we are. Yeah, absolutely. So Dave, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier I, when you were talking about all the different places you've been, you know, at taking the, the story of Michigan. Um, it, it sounds to me like being a better storyteller and telling your story more effectively, maybe in part comes from a diverse set of experiences, being around mm -hmm. other stories, being around other countries, other mm -hmm. states. Do you think that's kind of a, does that play a part in telling a better story, diverse experience? Well, I think definitely, you know, and so it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, when I would, I would first start to go to Germany or the UK, um, you know, we'd say, hey, you know, um, we're from Michigan, you know, the auto capital of the world. You know, we invented the car. We didn't say that. But basically, <laughs> that's what we were saying. Yeah. And then you go to a place that has Daimler in the background. You know, he invented the, the car. Uh, Henry Ford just figured out how to make it a lot faster and cheaper. And then General Motors and Chrysler, you know, they figured out how to sell them better or how to style them better. Um, and then... And then Detroit became, the Detroit area became the best at, at manufacturing them quickly, stylishly, and affordably, and they knew how to sell it. That's really the story. So the thing is, when you gain perspective about every part of what Michigan is compared to the rest of the world, I think you better appreciate other places and um, you can better uh, communicate what you truly are to people. So it's not just this kind of pie in the sky, uh, rose colored glasses approach or, or a pitch that you're making to people. You're, you're being realistic about who you are and that they can actually believe it because it's not just true from your perspective, they can believe it from their perspective as well. You really do have to have an understanding and, and, and kind of see the world, so to speak. So I've been blessed that uh, you know, in my, my life prior to coming to Travel Michigan, I had traveled all over the country doing a lot of work and got to know a lot of other places and, and at some point realized, no, I don't want to go anywhere. I mean, there are a lot of cool places around the country, but this is the place I want to live because of this and that. Um, 
it just helps you better appreciate where you are and it helps you better communicate and tell the stories of, of what Michigan is. As a business storyteller, how important is it to be monitoring the competition, whether it's other states or other things for our attention? How important is it to monitor those, those other things? Well, we, we do. We, we like to try to stay up on, on what other uh, destinations are doing for a couple of reasons. First off, you want to you wanna see how many of them are trying to copy what we're doing. Hmm. They do. Ha! It's, it's great. It's, it's the best compliment, you know. Yes. And, 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 you know, that's a mistake. It's a mistake because they're not pure Michigan. They're whatever they are. Whoever they are, they are themselves, and they, and they need to identify that. So whenever that happens, I just kind of shake my head and say, well, you know, good luck. <laughs> Never works. It just never does. But there are a lot of really good marketers out there. A lot of our state competition and competition from around the world, there are some really good marketers. Uh, I like to think we're pretty good, but there are some really good marketers out there. So you like to know, maybe borrow some ideas from them and, um, and then try to figure out how maybe we can apply some of those techniques that they've used or those concepts that they've, they've used. Um, you know, I look at a place like Australia, first off, you know, most Americans, it's a bucket list to go to Australia, uh, see the kangaroos and such, but there's so much more, you know, the real story of Australia is different. Mm -hmm. Well, the Australians are excellent marketers. So for instance, on Instagram, pure Michigan is quite often the number one brand on Instagram, except when the pesky Australians start doing something then they kind of beat us out on, on you know, people using Instagram and such and sharing their, their, their images and such. Um, so we like to kind of see what's happening out there, how other people are telling their story, both from the technical side and also from the story approach, because um, that can change over time as well. As you can tell, uh, I'm seldom short on words, but the true essence of, of genius is when you can really succinctly and really a, you know, a short little fashion, get across what your message is. And so I like to try to see what other people are doing in that regard, because obviously I'm not very good at that personally, but, um, but um, sometimes you need to be. So great ideas come from other places. You know, the real geniuses just figure out how to apply them by themselves. You don't have to come up with all the new ideas. Right. So nothing new under the sun, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So, so learning from, but not copying, that's kind of a, what I hear you say about storytelling. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and, and it's funny because because I I had always come from this approach. Um, I worked, um, you know, in radio with no budget. So I always felt like I had to come up with the new ideas always. It always had to be our team. We had to try the new things and come up with the new ideas. And over time, age, experience and such and, and working with people like our former director, George Zimmerman, who who really taught me, you know, that, you know, there are no new ideas. They're just you know, people who find the really good ones and, and, you know, find a better way to use them. That's really the, the idea. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a wise way to think. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so in, in this business storytelling world, Dave, you work with other marketing company, you work with marketing companies, not other, you are, you are not a marketing company. You work with marketing companies, you work with um, all these different people on your team, you work with uh, amazing actors like, like Tim Allen. How much mm -hmm. input do they all have or does all of this come from your team of 10? No, it's a, it's a real team approach. Uh, quite often uh, the, you know, we'll talk about concepts with our advertising agency, for instance, McCann Erickson. And, 
you know, we'll say, well, this is kind of what we're thinking of. Um, you know, why don't you come back with some concepts? And they'll come up with three or four concepts and kind of sketched out. Um, just like you see on Mad Men, you get all these boards and such, and just it's the same way today. Uh, and you kind of go through all that stuff. And then we all kind of brainstorm. It's really, it's a team project. And, and what generally happens, I, I like to actually say that the best ideas come from crazy ideas. Mm. You, start, you start to brainstorm things. And I've learned over the years to try to think radically different from the rest of the team, to try to think kind of out of the box, coming back in and say, well, why don't we try this? And, and as a tactic, people will quite often either laugh or say, well, that's an idiot idea. You're an idiot. Well, that's the idea. Okay, now, can you take that idiot idea and sharpen it up a little bit, shine it up a little bit? Because sometimes the best ideas come from ridiculous thoughts. And, and when you get multiple minds coming together with people from different perspectives and different experiences, it's amazing what you can find. And that's actually what happened with we're, uh, we're right now, we just launched a dark sky initiative where we've got a beautiful ad out there that, that's, um, that shows people walking out at the darkness and they're coming from, you know, they're kind of their busy day and, and, you know, they've gone through this difficult day and you can just tell in their eyes that, you know, they just, they just want to enjoy the essence of what life is really all about. This is all in 30 seconds, by the way, you can just feel this. And then they come together and, and they get out to a place where they can see the stars and they can really understand this connection with nature and, and with, you know, spiritual things. And you can see the stars and that we are truly just a speck on a speck when, when, when you think of the universe. We're so small, but we can make such a big difference in other people's lives. I mean, that all comes to me when I see this ad and it comes to me when I'm out there and I see the the stars. And I think, wow, you know, look at this. And I see the Northern lights and I just think the, the awesomeness of nature and that I can, I can enjoy it right here. It changes your, your perspective on life. So that's that whole piece started out with somebody saying, well, uh, we should, we should look at some of our dark, dark sky projects, see if there's something there. I mean, it's something that simple. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, I think we put together beautiful ad and a beautiful campaign. Uh, it's, it's really special. And we came up with some really unique ways to show those ads um, in theaters, for instance, they're showing in theaters um, and they're, they're on digital uh, uh, platforms out there. And so it's, it's not just on TV, for instance, it's out there everywhere. Uh, is it on YouTube? Can I link to that? It is. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, so if you go to pure Michigan or Michigan.org is the easiest way to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're, if you're on YouTube, just search for pure Michigan, look for the dark sky and you will love it. It's, it's awesome. And the best way to look at it, turn off the lights, really kind of imagine that you're out in the woods and you're walking through the woods in the beautiful Northern Michigan environment. And you're looking at it and you're seeing the stars. That's the way to do it. It's really cool. Right. Awesome. We'll link to that in the show notes. So, yeah. So I, one of the things uh, that I took away from that, Dave, is, is story doesn't have to be, but oftentimes can be and is even better when it's a collaboration effort then, huh? Oh, I think absolutely. Um, you know, um, people have, um, and we consider it as perspective, but, but I think people, um, they, they experience things differently. You can be in the exact same room. You can hear 
the exact same thing and you can have two different perspectives on that experience, right? Mm -hmm. That happens. I remember I was in a class years ago. I think it, I think it was when I was in college, might've been high school, probably at Western, um, where, um, this was a journalism course and unknown to us, this fellow came in, he was wearing some goofy stuff. He put something down, did something else and he walked out the room. And then the uh, professor said, um, okay, um, we have a, a test for you now. Uh, write down what you just saw. And we said, what? What did we just see? So write down what you just saw in the last two minutes. And everybody in the room had a different thing. Some people never even saw this guy. Other people saw a red hat. Other people saw a blue hat. Whatever it was, uh, we all have different perspectives on life. And so as we look at telling these stories about Michigan, we want to make sure that we're listening to everybody. Everybody has their say because we might be able to find that way to really connect with somebody if we just listen to each other's stories as we develop the kind of the bigger story. You never know. Great perspective, Dave. Um, what is, so I have just a couple more questions for you. Uh, this, I could go on for hours talking about Michigan. This is incredible. <laughs> um, it, what do you think is the, is your favorite way for pure Michigan to tell a story as far as like platform? Is it through those ads in theaters? Is it when you speak at an event as an Instagram, do you have a favorite that you like to see you guys use? You know, it's, it's, that's, that's, I've never had that question. That's a really difficult question to answer because I really, really appreciate my colleagues that I work with, and each of them are very good at what they do. So, for instance, um, we have our own um, our own camera crew, so to speak, and they're out there and they're recording things and then sharing Pure Michigan stories on YouTube. These aren't these aren't ads, but they're short little videos that tell stories from their perspective, and they're so talented. So, I mean, I think, man, I would never have thought about telling a story in this way. I love it. I just love what they do. Um, and then on social media, again, really talented people who can, in just a few words and maybe an image or maybe a short video, they can really kind of get me to emote about that little story that they just told. They're really good at it. I can't do that. That's not me. Um, I love what our, our, our creative team does to put together really good TV ads. I think we have the best TV ads in the country, frankly, because we have a really good team doing it. Um, just, you know, on, on the website, um, people who can write things that connect quickly and, and writing on the web is totally different than writing for a newspaper, for instance, or a book. You have different styles, different number of words you can use. You've got to get right to the point or you've got to go into more depth of explanation, depending on the medium. Mm -hmm. um, so for me personally, I think it's because of my roots. I love a really good radio ad, the theater of the mind, mm -hmm. because when you are really good at what you do and you have really good writers, and then you have somebody who can really present that story just through the use of the voice and you're listening to these ads and you're hearing the story of this place that we call pure Michigan. Uh, somebody like Tim Allen can really can really get you to think. Well, what is that like? I'm, I'm just imagining what is that like. That is, that's got to be awesome. I have to go there. Yeah. To me, that's that's my favorite. I just love it. 
I can, I can see that. And it's funny because as, so I like to think of myself as a marketer and advertising's a, a dirty word because you're paying for attention and interrupting my day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always the case, but that's kind of the way I, where I go oftentimes. Um, but as much as I dislike those interruptive ads, uh, you're, you're right, Dave, pure Michigan ads are the best. I will stop and listen to a pure Michigan radio ad instead of switch. I will watch that ad on TV. I don't mind seeing it before my movies because they're I, just I, so yeah. good. Well, I, I've, um, I've talked to, you know, I've got a lot of friends in radio, especially just from the old days and, and over the years met so many great radio announcers, um, mostly in Michigan, but other places. And I can tell you all my years, I've been in marketing for 40 years, I guess. Um, and I've never had a media person tell me that they have received numerous calls of people saying, can you play that ad again? I mean, that's, that's a sign. Mm -hmm. That's a sign that it's, that it's telling the right story. It's emotionally connecting with people and it's to the point where people want more of it, even before they experience the real thing. I mean, that's, that's well done. We have really good people doing what they do. They're really good. That's awesome. And I wish, I wish I could tell you I wrote those ads. I, I, I love good writing. And let's just say I did. <laughs> let's just say I did. Sure, I did. I believe yeah, it. That was me. So, Dave, <laughs> this has been incredible. So, before I get to my last question, I want to give uh, listeners a chance to connect with you. Obviously, we'll link to things like Pure Michigan, to all the social media. Those will all be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Is there any place in particular that you like to send people to for you personally or for Pure Michigan instead? Yeah, you know, the, the big portal of information uh, is michigan.org. Like Tim Allen always says, your trip begins at michigan.org. And I, and I think it's a really good website. Um, uh, I think we were one of the first in the country years ago to come up with a, a website that was more of an inspirational website rather than just informational Mm-hmm. And then over the years, we saw other states and other destinations doing a lot better job. So we, we've, we all learn from each other. Um, kind of to the point earlier, you got to see what your competition's doing. So we have a, a website out there right now that we're constantly you know, tweaking. But if you go there right now, you're going to see some beautiful video that I think will really inspire you. And then if you click on the various inf- pieces of information, you'll find it a lot. And one of the things I'm really proud of is that we're about to get into kind of a new phase because as baby boomers get older, people like me, we're, we're having a little bit more difficult time to get around these days. Maybe we're not uh, you know, in a wheelchair, so to speak, but maybe we are. Or maybe we're having um, sensitivities um, you know, to lights or to sounds or whatever. So as we travel around, we want to be able to go to these places and enjoy them with the abilities that we have as well. So we're, we're about to, to launch a new accessibility program where when you go to michigan.org, you're going to be able to tell quickly whether that hotel or that theater has something that maybe suits your needs. Can you truly get around in a wheelchair? Um, is it something that um, if, if you have a child with um, some kind of a sensory disorder, uh, that, that they're going to be able to enjoy it and not have an uncomfortable experience. So you're going to be able to find that information as well on michigan.org. I know it's just a small thing, but, but I'm really proud of it. And I think it's going to, it's going to make sure that people understand that, you know, we don't care what, what age you are, what sex you are, what uh, religion or po- political position you have, what color your skin is. We don't care about your accessibility issue in the degree that we want to make sure that, Whoever you are, wherever you come from, whatever position in life you have, 
you know that you are welcome in pure Michigan. So you're going to start to see that on Michigan.org pretty soon. And, and I think in a lot of our other media as well. And um, I'm looking forward to getting that going. It'll take a little while to, to update everything, but we're getting there. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a huge thing. I've, I have friends now as I have kids growing up around me and stuff like this and all my friends are having kids that have those issues sometimes, or, you know, I have a, parents who are getting up there in age who at some point we're going to need that. So that's, that's great. Right. That's right. Well, and it, it's really important that we do our best to try to cater to everybody. Um, that's our obligation. I think it's, it's our responsibility. Um, and, um, and we need to do it in an engaging, uh, respectful manner and uh, make sure that, uh, you know, that everybody has this opportunity to really experience what we have. This place really is special and we want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to come and enjoy it. Yeah. Amen. So Dave, my, my last question I'd love to ask, I can't wait to hear this. Um, if someone said to you tomorrow, Dave, you're all done being a storyteller. You can tell no more stories. What would your last story that you'd want to go out on look like? Oh boy. Um, last story. Wow. That is, that is so tough. You should have prompted me with this one. This is deep. Um, I think it probably would be a story of um, a guy who will find a way to get around the rules to um, still be able to share uh, thoughts. And, uh, um, and I will tell you, I'd find a way <laughs> because, you know, I, you know, I have actually thought about this before, you know, what if I were to lose my voice? I have thought about this seriously. Um, and, and what a, you know, what a difficult thing that would be for somebody like me who has all these thoughts going through my head and thinks I just have to tell everybody about it. I am, I, I do share too much TMI hear about it from staff and family and friends all the time. Um, so I think I would probably tell the never ending story um, until I couldn't talk anymore. Sounds about right. I love it. <laughs> Excellent, Dave. Hey, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Storytellers Network, man. Thanks for taking time today. Hey, thanks for the time. It's been fun. So there you have it. Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, michigan.org. Check him out. The links are all in the show notes, social media, uh, the, the stuff that he talked about, the, the ad, the Dark Sky ad. I've linked to that as well. So all that's in the show notes. So check that out. Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. This is uh, the business storytellers season. So you're going to hear more from other folks in the, the world of business and storytelling. So come back for those. Subscribe if you haven't. You can text 31996. Just send the word storytellers to that. You can subscribe there as well. And go to the storytellersnetwork.com for all the information. So thanks for listening. Until next time, here's to telling our stories and having stories to tell. Cheers. Cheers.